Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church from the Gospel of Luke. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. I'd love to start just with a time of prayer. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, as we step into the dance of your community, as you invite us to your table, as you let us play a part in your story, I ask that you would center us on the main things, on the true things. May the chaos and the distraction and the busyness just be set aside. And may we come to your very presence that is always with us. May you open our eyes to those around us. May we see their story, their deep joys, their glory, their struggles, their fears. As you have witnessed our lives May we witness each other. And may we all move one step closer and further on the journey towards life with you. It's in your name we pray this morning. Amen. Well, I just want to start um, just to see if I'll feel better. This could go really bad, but true confessions of um, those still needing to shop. If you could please raise your hand. Yes, okay. Ten of us. Um, okay, so I felt it. Um, every year, my wife, around June, is done with Christmas shopping. And as Christmas Eve shows up, I still have it. And I don't know if it's just something in Boulder this year, but driving through the streets of Boulder, it, it's just pure, pure chaos. The, the traffic is higher than usual. And it's not only the chaos on the streets and the things which some of us like and some of us hate, but I can feel that. But I can also just feel the chaos in my own calendar. You know, the dinners and, and the gatherings and the awkward work parties. Mine aren't awkward because I like those people, but I'm guessing for some of you they were awkward. Um, the work parties, the dinners that we have, the bumper-to-bumper traffic, the shopping, All of it has this amazing way of providing something that is the exact opposite of what this whole season is about. It's amazing how we create these things. And so for me, and I hope for us, as we come to the simple five, six verses in the Gospel of Luke, I pray that this passage and these words and this verse would be a way and have a way of centering us, reminding us what's important in the midst of the busyness, the chaos, the dinners, the lists, the cards. May it center us, be a touchstone in which we can go back to and go, oh yeah, this is what it's all about. My house growing up, I used to have this big kind of sandstone, and um, anytime I was just like needed some time alone, 
or struggling, I would go back to that stone and I would just kind of take another rock and carve into it. And it became this kind of place in which my prayers or my worries, I just kind of would go to this place on earth, this stone, and just carve into it. And I remember going back to that house when I was about 21 years old, coming home from college once. And I, I left the house and I, you know, I walked a little bit and I went to that sandstone. And I, I just touched it and I could see the grooves that I had put in it earlier. And it was a place, a reminder, just kind of centering place for me. May our passage of a Mary and Elizabeth be that touchstone for us this morning. We hear in the very beginning of it, in those days, right after Mary had said, let it be, let it be, and opened herself to the movement of God in her life, she set out and went with haste to the small town in the hill country to visit Elizabeth. The words, she went in haste. Mary is reminding us of one of those centering things that we need to be reminded of. The fast and needed movement to one another. You see, because the work of God in our lives is always and always be, will always be relational. Mary visits Elizabeth in this Advent candlelight of love and it casts a story of a loving God who is at work within loving relationships. At the very same time, it is proclaiming this love that is unfolding. It is like a force in our world and in our history that is taking shape through generations of ordinary, unexpected, and often vulnerable people. So Mary visits in haste, family, a friend, Because we know that joy that we have about our life or in our life is seldom complete until we share it with someone else. And so we are called, the young and the old, to come together and to celebrate, to make haste to one another. This is a movement in Mary and Elizabeth's life, in Elizabeth's life, it is a movement of, from barrenness to that of life and birth. For Mary, it is a movement from let it be, whatever you have, God, let it be in my life, to a Christmas morning where Christ is born. The Christian faith is and has always been about a journey, a journey with other people. So often in the church, we focus maybe on romantic relationships, or we focus on marriages, or we focus on um, all these kind of different things of like, you're complete if you're in this, this kind of romantic relationship. But scripture is clear, is that this is a call to a holy and beautiful friendship. And it is these friendships, and these relationships, and these life together, which is the very sacred ground in which The good news of God breaks forth into this world. My friends, the Christmas story is an epic, multi-generational love story. A story of God coming to be with us. Through the young woman Mary to the old woman Elizabeth. From the ancient prophets that are fulfilled into the Acts beloved community of God that is remaking the world. It is all about one another and relationships. From the beginning of creation, creation relationships has been the sacred ground of God. Adam and Eve, Abraham and Isaac, David, 
Jonathan, Mary, Elizabeth, Jesus, and the disciples, the early church gathered as a beloved community that made an open space for the orphan, for the widow, for the rich, the poor, the Jew, and Gentile alike. Make haste to be present to the holy ground of those around you. This is a thing that centers us in the midst of all the decorations and the good foods and the bad foods, in the midst of all the songs and the traditions, is that we are called as followers of Christ to make haste to be present to those who are around us. In our community, those maybe we do not know. This idea and this image of Mary just leaping and running to go see her dear friend and sojourner has changed the way in which I've even engaged in community over the last couple of weeks. When I sit around the table with friends, sharing fondue and a glass of wine, am I present to who they are among me? As I sat next to a hospital bed, grabbing the hand and praying for a dear friend, knowing that there is a community and a family of people praying for him. I was reminded of Mary and Elizabeth making haste to be with one another. On the winter solstice, I took my daughter Ellie out on the front yard to go see the full moon, and we laid on a blanket, and she saw her first shooting star, which then led her to do what she called the moon dance. It was in that moment that I realized how easy it is to go through life and not be present to those around us. For a lot of us, sometimes this Christmas season is one in which we feel the loneliness of our own lives. We feel the separation and the divide between our families and we just try not to talk about it at the, at the table. We feel our disagreements and our history We maybe are invited to those Christmas moments and dinners where the last thing that we want to do is to be present to the other people in that room. To all of that, this gospel gospel reading reminds us that we are to witness each other, to literally see each other. And when you ask, how are you doing? Maybe actually listen to how they respond usually follow up, no, no, what's the real story behind some of that? To share when other people ask about our lives. The very center of all of these things, the reason we do the gifts and the meals and all of the things is so that we would be with one another, but I think we often do them so that we can be protected from having to be known or seen. And so if we just busy ourselves enough, if we get away from what Mary and Elizabeth are doing enough, we don't have to deal with being present and being authentic and being seen. I know it is hard and it is not something we are called to do alone. But it is a holy work. One in which God joins us in to make haste and be with one another. The passage goes on and gives us another centering moment and where it says this, that that Elizabeth is filled with the Spirit. 
Now, that's not just a light phrase. We kind of throw it around pretty quickly in the Christian culture where it's like, I just feel like the Spirit was maybe saying this to me. But this is a phrase that, like, as you're reading all of Scripture, there are very small moments in which it says, you know, and the Spirit came and dwelled with this prophet, or the Spirit hovered over creation. And so that this gospel begins with this woman that is filled with the Spirit. Both Mary and Elizabeth are filled with the Spirit is the beginning of this good news. Luke's gospel bookends the good news of the presence of the Spirit with two women. Mary and Elizabeth are filled with the Spirit, and that starts it all. It ends with two women running to the tomb. And so all of this good news is kind of packed without, around this reality of these, these women these two women who are at the birth, these two women who are at the tomb, and the life is all about the things that fall in between that. Our birth, our tomb, Christ's birth, Christ's tomb. And it is whole, it, that whole story is held by the sacredness of these women. So why is it important that two women are found at both ends of this, on this holy ground, filled with the Spirit? Well, one of the reasons it's important to us this morning is that it says to us directly, our ordinary, precious lives are the very place that the Spirit of God wants to make her song sung. It is not in the rulers and the kings. It is in the carpenters and the mothers, the fishermen and the beggars, the voices of children and the lepers. Our ordinary lives now have become the place in which the Holy Spirit has decided to come, to fill, and to dwell. Women were not supposed to be the ones in which the Spirit came and dwelled fully. But the Gospel of Luke makes it very clear that this is the place that God is placed. It is a story throughout the Gospel of Luke. You see repeated again and again the story of the marginalized that are within, when we think of ourselves kind of pushed to the side, that we're just too ordinary for God to use, for God to show up, for God's Spirit to meet us. Place of those places marginalized in ourselves and those in our culture that are marginalized. It is those spaces in which when the Spirit fills, it fills that womb with God's good news. And it grows from that place and is birthed into this world. And so if we're longing to see and to feel where is the Spirit of God, I would say, according to the Gospel of Luke, go to the places and to the stories and the people that maybe are the most marginalized. The places where the God's not supposed to be. Be careful of the preachers. Look out into the pews, because that's probably the place where the Spirit of God is showing up, is filling the womb, and is birthing good news. Listen. And maybe in listening to their story and witnessing their life, you may feel that joy leap within you. You ever have that moment where you're listening deeply to someone's story, and their story, maybe they don't even recognize it, just, just creates a joy that leaps within you. And you have to pause and just say that. What you just said was powerful, was amazing. We need to be witnesses to each other's lives, to our ordinary, precious lives.